down to is Kyrie Irving. When you talk about him being his team, it's not the Boston Celtics. It's Danny Ainge's team. It's Brad Stevens' team. People are talking like we won't still have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart. And don't forget about Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, Brad Stevens, and Danny Ainge. Welcome to the Celtic Center. Welcome to the Celtic Center with Adam, Brendan, and Cody. There's not much going on in the Celtics world at the moment, so we're going to be breaking down each team in the East and giving our opinion, and then diving into league-wide news. So the first team up is the Atlanta Hawks. Let's start off with Brendan. I know you're a fan. Yeah, the Hawks are fun. They're up and coming. I think that they have a chance of fighting for the 8th seed even in the East. Um, I have hopes of DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. I know you're a fan of Adam. Has some upside there. Um, and yeah, I think they're just heading in the right direction. They have, they're building around in Trey Young and nice pieces around him too. I like the way that Atlanta is running things. Cody. Yeah, yeah we're, we're interesting. They're going to be a fun team this year. They're just going to run, 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 and a couple more running. Um, they have some solid pieces, some some good foundation work. Um, I, I, John Collins and Trey Young proved to be a really good team. Kevin Herter, another year in the league. Um, that's going to be fun to watch. Right now, they're in the, they're in the, the phase where they're not quite competing yet. I, I'm not sure if they... With the East being the East, I wouldn't be surprised if for a little bit of the season they're looking like an eight seed, but I still don't think they are. I mean, fun fact, Vince Carter is twice John Collins' age if Vince Carter comes back, so that's just fun. That's just so weird to think about. But they're in the stage where they have pieces, and they're just going to absorb bad contracts. And that was Solomon Hill. Uh, they did basically bad Alan contracts. Crab. Alan Crabb, a bad contract swap. Evan Turner with, uh, what's his face, um, what, what for the Blazers, uh, Bazemore, uh, which actually is actually a really good fit. I think that's a great slot for both teams. Um, they have some guys, Bruno Fernando I really like, um, DeAndre Hunter is good. I think he's going to be good. They, ha- they are solid team. They have a good foundation. I'll give them that. They have a good foundation to do something in the next couple of years. I think they're going to be super fun. They're going to play at a really fast pace. They're going to spread the floor goddamn well. They've got some good young guys coming up at the moment. Brendan, I think you're probably right. They'll fight for the eighth seed. I'm not sure if they're going to make it because the East got stronger again this year. But I can see them scrapping it out for one of the lower-ended seeds. Has anyone else got an opinion there or are we jumping on? I think that's it. Well, obviously the next one's the Celtics. The Boston Celtics. They're going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> I think I'm going to watch a few games. Yeah, I might I might tune in once in a while. No, but in all seriousness, the Celtics, if I'm taking my unbiased opinion out, the Celtics are going to be very interesting to watch. They'll be a playoff team yet. They have some, I mean, Carson Edwards last night, from what I've heard, I didn't get to watch the game, I was at work, but he had a really good game. Grant Williams already looks just as advertised, smart and strong. That's what we need. Uh, Robert Williams is going to need to improve, especially with Ennis Cantor still being our starting center, which I'm not 100% a fan of. I don't mind Cantor off the bench, but as our starting center, I'm not 1 million percent down with that idea. Um, 
interested, intrigued to see what uh, Vincent Poirier does. I haven't really, I haven't heard of him. I don't know what he is. If you guys do, let me know. But I'll probably have to watch him later on today. Um, but it, it's gonna be, it, it's gonna be a make or break season in the fact of we're going to see what pieces are here for the future and what pieces aren't going. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward. This is going to be a year where this year defines what they're going to be or what they have the potential to be. Um, and all three of those, I think, all three of those guys have that chance to be a really good player. Kemba Walker. Um, that's going to be just fun to watch all year. We've been saying it multiple times. It's a player downgrade, but it's a system upgrade, I believe. And I think that's the consensus from the Celtic Center. Where yes, Kyrie's a better player, but Kemba just fits and like he doesn't have all that uh, extra baggage on him. So it's going to be a fun year. I can see us being uh, something being a five four seed, depending on how everyone else does. I still like uh, Milwaukee and Philadelphia above, especially with Al Horford being there now. I can see Indiana being better than the Celtics. Uh, I really do. I think Indiana has some good pieces as well. Um, but now with the with Toronto kind of out of the mix, we'll have to see what uh, to, uh, not Toronto, but Brooklyn does. Um, but yeah, that's where I have that. I'm stealing your hot takes, Cody. I'm saying that Celtics are a three seed here. Um, mm. Milwaukee and Philadelphia, like you said, are easily better. After that, Brooklyn is is us last year. I feel like except worse, to be honest. I mean, unless Kyrie somehow does become come into this leadership role, uh, I see them struggling a little bit or being right around the same level as the Celtics. I do like Indiana, but not having Oladipo, I think you are gonna struggle a little bit more. I just think the Celtics will be a um, question mark there would be on the defensive end because that is what we're really missing in Horford being that anchor there in Ennis Cantor. It's just one of the worst replacements you could have on that end. So that's going to be a little bit of an issue, but I genuinely think the Celtics could be at this three seed and do all the changes that we've seen around the league of there not being one head and shoulders better team. Does this give the Celtics an opportunity to get back into Yeah, you just dropped time for a hot sec. Alright, what I was saying is, the final question was, do all the, with there not being one clear uh, title favorite, are the Celtics going to sneak their way back to top? Well, I think this is more of a Brad Stevens team. I said this on the podcast the other day. I feel like this is the type of team that Brad coaches well. It's going to be a young team, a scrappy team. They're going to work their asses off, dude. And we've seen what Brad can do with guys like this, guys like Cantor that people have already counted out. A guy like Kemba that's great, but that he's still got room that he can improve under a better coach than what he's had already. And then you've got the jumps from the other guys. I feel like this team's going to go far and we're going to be praising them again. And we're going to, I feel like the more successful we are, the more we blame Kyrie. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we're going to, the Celtics going to have a better year, I think. Uh, well, last year they had, people forget, we, we, we're just a win away from 50 wins. Like, that's a good team. I mean, we were obviously predicted for 60 because of everyone coming back and things like that, but we didn't have a bad year. Um, we really did not. Do I think we're a championship contender? No, I don't. I do not believe we're a championship contender. Um, depending, unless Jalen Brown just like, or, and, Unless Gordon is back to being Utah Gordon and Jason Tatum, like, takes a phenomenal jump, which he could very well do. And then I know you, Brendan, have been hyping up Jalen Brown as that fourth year, third year, um, breakout 
player, uh, most improved player candidate. If that all happened, maybe. But even then, I still don't think. Like I said, I think Philadelphia and I think Milwaukee are just clearly better. I, like I said, I can make the argument that I think Indiana right now on paper is better than the Celtics. Then if you look at the West, I mean, if, if we're just looking at the West, I can name the Nuggets are better. Uh, the Thunder aren't better anymore, but I, Portland's better. You could make it now. Mike, Mike Connolly's there. The Jazz might be better. Um, even the Warriors, I think that'd be a battle. Uh, the Clippers and the Lakers are definitely better right now, and so on and so on. So I don't know if we're championship contenders. Will we get in the second round? Probably. Could we make the conference finals and shock someone? I definitely think we can. But I think if we do end up making it to the finals, which I think is a long shot, I don't think we have a chance against the West. I really don't. I don't think they're championship contenders yet, but I think they're they're not so far out of the weight race where it's like you could scoff at the idea of it. Yeah, I mean, with my outlook on this, it's going to be what I class as a successful season with the roster we've got now, barring any more moves, would be second round and overachieving again if we make it to the finals, the conference finals. Yeah, I'm probably the same there. I think second round sounds about right where I'm not going to be disappointed. I mean, if we get knocked out first, I definitely would be. Uh, like you said, though, I mean, there's a chance the Eastern Conference Finals. And if we got there, I think that we very easily could reach the finals. But like you said, the West, I mean, really what you're talking about is probably both the L.A. teams where it's just the Celtics don't feel like they can top that yet. No, I mean, we're we're waiting on internal growth instead of pulling somebody in now because most of the stars have moved and they're setting up shop wherever they are. We're waiting on our players to grow from within, which is fine. I mean, that's what you've got. We're on that youth movement trajectory mainly, so we've kind of just got to play the waiting game a little bit. And it's more fun, to be honest. Like, I think that we could have the exact same amount of success as last season, but just actually enjoy watching every game this year. I mean... I had to turn off games at times last year, and I never did that previously. It just didn't feel like the Celtics. They weren't playing hard. They lacked an identity, and I don't think that's going to be an issue anymore this year. No, I feel like they're going to play Celtics basketball all year through. So moving on. Yeah, okay, uh, just last thing. There might be a little adjustment period, a little bit, just to get everyone back acclimated, but I think this year, roles are defined. We know what we're getting from everybody. Kemba's ready to win. I think it's going to be more Celtics basketball, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. Fucking great. So, next is the Nets. Now, can I start off by saying fuck the Nets? <laughs> uh, but, Brendan, you want to take us away with the Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fun rivalry, but to me, this feels like the Celtics team last year, except a little worse talent. They have depth. Uh, their one star is Kyrie Irving, and I feel like I, I saw someone have a comparison of Jalen Brown's growth kind of getting stunted and predicting that Karis LeVert's will happen the same way. And I don't want to put all this on Kyrie, but like it really, a lot of it was on him last year and just not being a good leader. And I worry that he's going to have an effect on what was a really good Brooklyn locker room and pieces that they had going on. Uh, so I think that amount of success as last year's Celtics also. With, especially with no KD, I don't think that it's a uh, championship year quite for them. Cody? Yeah, I agree with that. I think they're putting 
I think they understand the obviously you understand that Kevin Durant's not going to come back, and if he does, it's going to be at the end of the year. But I don't think he does that anymore, knowing what happened to him in the finals. Um, I can I I can agree with that. I think Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan, uh, DeAndre Jordan sounding a little weird, but it's not that awful because DeAndre Jordan is just an older Jared Allen. They do the same thing, and personally, you might I would rather just go with Jared Allen, make it run, especially yeah. if this year is kind of a throwaway year, quote unquote. Like you're still going to be competitive. You still have a, a good roster, some good talent. Um, but it. The thing about DeAndre Jordan is he has a very tradable contract. He's only 30. It's only $10 million. So in two years, if you go really far and you're just ready to get maybe another role player, you already have Jared Allen. You could trade DeAndre Jordan free up some cap space or get a pick or two. Um, so it's not that awful of a contract. Good point. Um, Karis, Karis, so it is a good contract. Karis LeVert is a good player. Uh, he had that start of the season where he, he was playing pretty, pretty well, had a couple game winners. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is a wild card. I think he's a very good player. I was making the case that even with last year, he's probably the best player on that Nets team. Um, he got hurt a little bit, so that well, you know, D'Angelo Russell grabbed the spotlight and took it away. But you can make a case Spencer Dinwiddie was the best player on that team last year and has been for the last couple of years. He's a very underrated player. I love Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, and running a second unit or even being a, a a second guard in that starting lineup if they want to run a little bit small and have Dinwiddie. Even then he's 6'6", so it's not like you're running small. Then at him and LeVert, um, what's his face? Uh, Karuks uh, played decent. Um, they have some players that, like you said, they're not quite the Celtics talent, but I don't think they're going to have an off year. I can see them being a 5 or 6 feet. So on the podcast the other day with Dan Favale from Bleacher Report, he stated, and I wanted to see how you guys feel. Because he works alongside the Brooklyn Nets sometimes. Like, that's one of the teams he covers closely. That he feels like, with Kyrie leaving the Celtics to come to Brooklyn, it feels that some of the assets that Danny stripped from them have kind of come full circle back. Yeah, I think it has. I mean, I mean, we did still get Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown from this. Let's not forget about that. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, we paid one of them for Kyrie Irving, which was the worst out of those. Actually, after James Young. So, sure. I mean, if that makes Brooklyn fans feel better, but we still got a lot from that trade. Yeah, we stripped them down, dude. So the next team seems we seem to have covered those now. Bum ba da dum, bum 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 ba da da. Charlotte Hornets. Can I start this one off? Go for it, dude. Holy fuck! What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And here's... It's not even... Okay. Big timeout. (laughs) Alright. Let me just wait out. Yeah, they're the worst run... uh, They're in contention with the worst run team in the league, and here's why. If you... If you know you're not going to offer... A player, a max contract. He's a really good player who is Kemba Walker. And you're not going to offer him a max contract. And you know you're not going to offer him a max contract. And he's become a top 30, top 25 player in the league. And he's playing for $12 million a year, which in a league where you need cap room and the smaller the contract, the better. You could have got such a good haul and just 
push your rebuild into overdrive. But you let him walk with Terry Rozier and then give Terry $20 million a year? Oh, Lordy B. Michael Jordan is... LeBron's the best player ever. I mean, that just like killed Michael Jordan. All jokes aside. It just makes my head hurt. Like, it makes my head hurt because at the end of the day, I'm not... And there's so much more that goes into running a basketball team than just signing players to contract. There's all types of things that make money work. But if a 20-year-old could see that better than these 50-plus-year-olds who've been doing this for years... Michael Jordan, you scrub. He's not a good GM. He <laughs> just ain't. It's just not... It's not on him. It's, well, it is on him. It's not anything... Like, his, him as a player will never be touched. It's just what it is. But he can't... He doesn't know how to run a team. If you pick Adam Morrison, Michael K. Gilchrist, um, all the, Noah Vonley, all in the top 10, all in the top 3... Well, Noah Vonley was 9 that year. All these players, you only... Guy you hit with Kemba Walker. Uh, yeah, Cody Zeller for you had. Uh, uh, I mean, Miles Bridges looked okay. I mean, yeah, I think I was he's a decent player. Recently, he's a little bit okay. He's done a little bit better, but uh, when you just look at their roster right now, it's loading up, loading up, loading up. Uh, Terry Rozier with twenty million. Oh my god! You have Nicholas Batum getting twenty-four million dollars <laughs> a year. Bismarck Biombo had a twenty-four rebound game. Didn't have another good game in that playoff series. You gave him 17 bills. Why? Just why? You have all this money and you're afraid to pay Kemba $30 million a year? Are you absolutely out of your fucking mind? Marvin Williams, Cody Zeller getting 13 plus. Like, that's awful. Like, that is genuinely makes me sick a little bit. That genuinely makes me upset. Yeah, there's nothing else to say. You did a pretty good job covering that. that is my <laughs> yeah, I've got nothing to add here. Team in the league. Yeah, that is my very worst team in the league. I think they will have the worst record this year. And I hope Terry balls out, but a terrible contract. Yeah, I mean, like, all, you know, as much as I've hated on Terry all year, I've always said this every time I show on Terry, it's not because he's a bad player. But he's a good player. He has talent. And then this, he's going to ball out with PJ Washington, second best player. But, yeah. Like, that's, it's just such, like, I understand what they were trying to do, because they're Charlotte, they can't, you have to overpay for players like a Nicholas Batum, who, you know, he was pretty good, he was one of my favorite players in Portland, like, he was a 16-6-6 six, six guy for a little bit in Portland, like, he was not that bad of a player, he just didn't age well, he got hurt, he didn't do, he didn't just, he didn't gracefully go out, he just, like, hit a brick wall and just stayed there. Um, like, I, Cody Zeller, who actually low key was a, like, one of their most, he was kind of their Aaron Baines guy, but Aaron Baines isn't worth $14 million, and I'd give Aaron Baines my first kid if he asked. And even he's not worth what Cody Zeller's getting paid. Marvin Williams had that one good year and then hasn't shot the ball well since. So, they just had to overpay to keep these players around who looked like, yeah, there was a 6 seed one year or a 7 seed one year, and like, alright, 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 they might have something keep the team together, and then it just ended up biting them in the ass, and they just couldn't recover. Next team on the list is the Chicago Bulls. So, I like what the Bulls did. I think that Kobe White intrigued me. Uh, I like that he has a little bit of off-ball capability in there. Um, 
they have a set starting five. They remind me of Atlanta a little bit, except I like their talent a little less. Um, I like Laurie Markin. I like Wendell Carter Jr. He reminds me of Al Horford at times. They just got Tomas Sadoransky. Sadoransky. And Thaddeus Young's going to be there also. So I think that they're heading in the right direction, and the Bulls are actually just way for once. But there's no reason to be worried about them, but give them a couple years, and I think they're going to be a nice team. I like the Bulls. I like. I think they've got a good coach and surrounding them. Kobe White. I was high on Kobe White coming into the draft. I like Laura Markkinen. He's cool. I think he needs to add some weight. He can get bullied a little bit there. Wendell Carter is probably my favorite player on that team, to be quite honest. I don't watch much Bulls basketball, though. I'm not going to lie and pretend I do, because I don't. Yeah, the Bulls. I mean, yeah, I don't see them playing and think, oh, fuck, I need to watch this game. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Brendan, where I think they're like the Hawks, but I disagree with you where I think actually they have a little bit better talent. I think they're that next, they're that next step where the Hawks are going to be. I think Laurie Martin is going to be a really, really good player. He already has shown to be a really good player, especially with his stretch 4K abilities and shot blocking. He needs to get more rebounds to seven feet, but that, I think a lot of it is just because he's playing on the perimeter a lot. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., I think can, like, we're all praising, uh, Darren Jackson Jr. I think Wendell Carter has those abilities. Oh, a step down. I still think, J, uh, JJJ is going to be the better player when it's all said and done. But I don't think Wendell Carter Jr. is going to be far off. I think they're both very, very good. I think that JJJ is a better shooter and a little bit better on the perimeter defensively. Other than that, I think they're basically carbon copies of each other. Um, him and Wendell, who ended up getting hurt, uh, they both ended up getting hurt and missing most of the second half of last year. Um, do you guys agree that, that Markkinen needs to add some weight though and needs to bulk up a little bit yeah I think that can be said by a lot of stretch fours I mean we said that about Porzingis we say that about Bull Bull we say that about a lot of guys like that and it's nice to have he is two, he has 240 pounds so he's not like a not like a stick but uh, I think develop, there's a difference between being heavy and having strength I think it's because when we were kids, the fat kids always could lift up the the, high, the heaviest rock. I think that's sort of the... the <laughs> I mean, that was the thing. I remember the, the, the bigger, taller, just fatter kids were stronger than everybody else. But now you're in a men's league. You can be. Uh, like, we, we've seen... Uh, we're going to see it this year. Romeo Langford, uh, Carson Edwards, and Tremont Waters. They're small kids, but they're strong kids. Like, that was a, a big thing with our Celtic strap. They're strong even though they're not as big. So, yeah, adding some strength would be helpful. And now what's everyone feeling like about the Cavs? Well, there's nothing going on. Uh, I guess there's Darius Garland, which there's not a fit with Sexton. They must have just thought he was the fourth best talent. And when you're at Cavs point, you got to go best player available. They do have like upwards of $60 million coming off the books next year with seven expiring contracts. Um, and I guess watch for a Kevin Love potential trade. That intrigues me. Well, they keep saying it might be a swap with Hayward and Kevin Love. I've seen that like four or five times over the last few weeks. I'm so against that. It's ridiculous. Hmm. You know, I haven't seen that. I don't hate it. Because Love would just pay, play our five, which we don't have. It's the contract for me. The contract, the fact his injury history is quite suspect. He's not really on the timeline in terms of age. I don't feel like he'd put you... I feel like if you're swapping Hayward for Kevin Love, is it really going to change your trajectory? 
I guess Kevin Love is just starting his contract, so he has four years, and there's only two left of Hayward. Yeah, it's a big, big. contract as well. I'm just, that's the main reason I'm against it, not from a talent perspective, but just how long he's tied in for, and does he really change much of what this season's going to be? Yeah, fit-wise, I do like Love a lot better than Hayward. I actually think, I mean, you'd be putting more trust in uh, in Kemba and Jason, but I think if we had like a Kemba-Kevin Love pick-and-roll going on, it could work great. And at fit-wise, I like it a little better, but I'm totally with you. Uh, Kevin Love's extension just starting this year, uh, four years. I'd rather only have two of Hayward. Cody, where do you stand on this? Yeah, the Cavs, I mean, they're the Cavs. Uh, without LeBron, they've been shit for the last, like, 30 years. Um, they're an interesting team. They have some young guys I do like. I think, as you mentioned, running the Colin Sexton, Darius Garland fits a little weird. But when you're like the Cavs, um, I'm trying to think. It's kind of like in baseball. Like, you just, like, draft arms, like, just one of them is going to stick. And I think that's what they're going here. Um, even though Colin Sexton had a really good year, he actually shot a lot better from three than I thought he was going to. Um, so I thought that stuck, but I guess they're just... If you if you swing so many times, you're going to hit one ball. So I think that's what they're trying to do there. Um, Kevin Porter I like a lot. Uh, we were talking about potentially him in the draft a lot. The Celtics with one of their picks. Um, Dylan Windler, I thought, was a really good selection for them. Um, he's just basically a Joe Harris, but younger. Um, but they're going to be some buyouts. Kevin Love trade, potentially. Uh, J.R. Smith's definitely out. He didn't play all last year. He's basically like, hey, uh, I'm not playing, so thanks. Uh, they you definitely... about the... Sorry, what do you think about the Love trade? Do you think, would you be down? Uh, I don't think, I, I, as much as I love Kevin Love, and I feel like he's a better fit, um, and I do think he still has that ability to be a really good player like he was in Minnesota. Maybe not as dominant as he was in Minnesota, but I thought last year he was going to be really, really good if it was just his team being get hurt. But I would still think, I just trust with Gordon. I think that having a player off the bench like that, if he is off the bench, I think that's valuable. You saw that in San Antonio with Milo Ginobili. I'm not saying he's going to be mono levels of good anymore because of the injury, but we did see Gordon ball out last year uh, towards the end of the year. So as much as he did have some struggles, he did have some, some ups. I think he just rolled that, and it's only two more years. So you just have to pay that one more year instead of other than like three or two more years of the same money, basically. I'd, I'd rather do Hayward. And then we're moving on to the Pistons. Where do you guys stand with the, the Detroit? Piston. They're pretty much going to be stuck around the same spot. I mean, Derek Rose is nice. They got a little bit of shot creation, uh, but they don't really have that three. And I like Blake Griffin. I think that he actually was like almost top ten player last year. He made, but I just don't see how they're taking another step here. Westbrook does kind of intrigue me for this team. Yeah, well, this is just a weird team. Uh, also, I want to point out that Andre Drummond is 25, and he was drafted when I was in 8th grade. So there's that. Um, Sekou Diombo's interesting. He's not going to have a big role on this team. He's just, he's oh, yeah. just a very interesting player. Um, but yeah, I think this is just one of those teams where they're not going to get better, I think, 
they didn't do anything that really just was like, ooh, I like that. Like, the Derek Rose thing, I was like, uh, okay, I guess. But they already had Ish Smith, which is like, they're paying Ish Smith $6 million a year already. Um, Tony Snell's getting $10 million a year. I know they traded for him. They didn't pay that contract, but it's, it, they're just not getting better. They're just going to be them. It seems like the last four years, them, Miami, Charlotte, and Orlando have just been in that six through nine every single year. And like, no one's making progress. I mean, Blake Griffin is, like you said, he played like a top 10 player last year. Like he had a top 10 season top 15 season, definitely. Andre Drummond just isn't getting that much better defensively to warrant, like, okay, he's a monster on the boards, but he just isn't getting... It's been seven years, and I know he's, he's still only 25, which is not that bad, uh, but I don't, this team's just not going to get better. Just what it is. Here's a team that splits opinion a little bit more. I see people ranking them higher and lower, depending on who you're talking to, and that's the Indiana Pacers. Want to take lead on this one, Cody? Yeah, I do like the Pacers a lot. I really, really do. And like I said, I think right now they're better than the Celtics. Um, they made some very good moves, I think. Um, if you look at Oladipo's coming back, they're a 48-win team, and a lot of those wins came after Village Girl Oladipo got hurt, and they just maintained course. Um, you get Jeremy Lamb, who's a good shooter and can really help space out the floor. Aaron Hall, another year of Aaron Holiday, which could be really, really good. Um, he's a very interesting prospect. Malcolm Brogdon just makes, he just makes good plays. He's a smart player, very good defensively, extreme, one of the most efficient guys in the league. Had one of the most efficient years in league history. Uh, Victor Oladipo's back, that's a star. You have TJ Warren, who just, who, who also is a really good, just scorer and just makes shots. Uh, Miles Turner to Monta Sabonis down low. Uh, whether you want to start them both or come one up, keep one off the bench like I've pretty sure they would. Um, that's just they're just a very solid team. Like they don't have that second star player, but they I don't see a weakness on this team. You have maybe rebounding might be a little bit of an issue. Miles Turner isn't the best rebounder, but Demonte Sabonis is a really good one. Um, other than that, they have Miles Turner was a really good post defender. Uh, you have Brogdon and Oladipo on the wing of defending. You have playmakers. You have shooters. You have slashers. You have scorers. They have a lot. My my one worry is uh, I do think that they lack the playmaking a little bit without Oladipo. I, I don't see Brogdon really as a shot creator. Uh, Jeremy Lamb a bit. I do like him and TJ Warren also, but who are you really going to for offense there? Um, I, I like their defense, and it's an interesting fit of Sabonis, Turner, and Goga there. So definitely keep an eye on their big men because I think that's a potential interaction in one way. Um, I, I guess to throw a hypothetical I've seen thrown out there, and you guys know that Jalen's my guy, but like something around swapping Jalen and Miles Turner, I actually was able to talk myself into getting behind this because I think Turner is a perfect fit. He does everything you want from the center. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely intriguing. I mean, we talked about that a couple times, and um, I wouldn't be opposed to it. If it happened, it's cool. If it doesn't, cool. It's one of those things where 
it's one of those things where you look at Jalen and you can, you, we've seen flashes of what he can be, and it's really good, efficient offensive player that can play some pretty good defense, too. Um, the one thing about him is, is he ever going to get his handle right? Is he ever going to be able to be a shot creator for himself? He's a good slasher, he's a good spot-up shooter, but that getting himself open type stuff he's not good at at all. It almost seems like he's bad at it. Um, at best. And Miles Turner gives you what you want. He can space the floor. He's a good shooter, too. Um, maybe you have to work on his three ball a little bit. But other than that, I mean, he has a good mid-range game. He can score on the post. He's a phenomenal defender. He got stubs of a, a snub of a defensive team for this year. Um, if that happened, I'd be okay with that. I could get behind it. I'm not too against Miles Turner. I feel like if you move in tight, sorry, Brown, then there definitely needs to be a reason. I feel Turner will fit well within this squad. And obviously with Brian being up for a, a contract at the end of the year, how long's Turner got now? He's just starting his extension, actually. So you're getting more, you know, you're getting more control over a guy and you know what's coming for the next few years. With Brown at the moment, it's kind of, do we extend him or do we wait to see what type of offer sheets he gets on the open market? So having that cost control over someone like Turner is beneficial as well, especially when Tatum's going to be moving into a contract year at the end of the 2020 season. Is that the right season? 2021? Yep. 2021. There you go. I got my years mixed up. Okay, so the next team on the list is the Miami Heat. Um... This is interesting. I mean, Jimmy just wanted to go here. Uh, I don't really see them getting that much better. I like Josh Richardson. Right up Whiteside is interesting. I mean, you're cleaning up the locker room. Uh, yeah, I mean, they have a star player now, so I do think that puts them in the playoffs. And But they're not a championship contender in the playoffs as well. So, so I think potential trade time. Partner for Westbrook? Yes. Um, it, it's complicated. It would be very complicated to do, but, I mean, you can't really can count out Pat Riley. Um, and I think that Westbrook and Jimmy Butler intensely love each other. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I, I think that they're, they improved a little bit, but you're going to just, like Cody said, I mean, you're again, or what, that, like, 6 eight. Yeah, it's one of those things. I was looking at a tweet and said that the uh, Miami can't, if they want to get Westbrook and they try to trade him, they can't trade their own pick. Like they don't own their own first round pick until twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six. So they've been wheeling and dealing, and they've kind of got bit in the ass because now they're not good. I mean, you have Jimmy Butler. Other than that. I mean, Goran Dragic's okay, I think. I think I'm a little lower on Goran Dragic than people, uh, some people are. Um, you have our Lord and Savior, Dion Waiters. Um, but, I mean, like, if you really look at this team, Justice Winslow, I mean, Kelly Olenek is... Uh, if they play the Wizards, they're wearing that series, I'll tell you that. But it's just not a good team. It just isn't. It was just one of those things where I think Miami just wanted some excitement. And they just got Jimmy Butler. Um, I, I don't think I think they stay stagnant. I don't think. I mean, they'll win more a couple more games. They'll get in the playoffs. I think I can see them as like a seven seed. Um, Tyler Harrow's been balling out in summer league, but I'm never going to 
uh, like put all my baskets after a summer league performance. We've seen guys do extremely well and extremely poorly in the summer league and have the opposite seasons the next year in the NBA. So, like everyone's saying, Kevin Knox is going to be the next best thing, and he sucked all year. He had a really good summer league, but he just didn't play well in the NBA. So he could be, he, he's going to be a part of the team. He's going to be, he's going to have a role on that team, Harold. But it's, it's just one of those things where you have the name, but you don't have the name surrounding the name. I feel that. I completely agree there. Now what I'm going to do, there's a few more teams left to cover, but while we're at this juncture, we're going to throw you into Cody's hot takes. It's Monday. That means it's time for the Cody's Hot Takes. Oh, yeah, we are. Oh, yeah. So, here's my hot take. We'll get into this a little later, but the Clippers made some moves. And the Clippers made some pretty big, pretty surprising moves. And I'm locking them in as my 2020 NBA champion. And I don't think, unless everyone either dies or doesn't show up, I don't think that's changing for the rest of the year. You have two top 10 players on the same team. You have a extremely great supporting cast. You have such a good team there. A coach that knows how to manage star players and win with star players. That's a city that's hungry to not be the little brother anymore. That is your 2020 NBA champion. I know a lot of people are already saying that but a lot of people don't have the reason that I do, which that's just because they have the best team in the NBA, top to bottom. They have so many different lineups they can put against, so many different teams. They are versatile. They are hungry. They are dogs. They will get the job done. They will do it. L.A. will have a champion, and that will be the Clippers. So, so does a hot take count as what are the Vegas odds? But you see, <laughs> but you see, like I said, it's the reason they have it. And I, okay, I'll, okay, I'll give you this: it won't be close. Okay, they will win. They might lose two playoff games all year. And I'm like honestly a little bit like down with that. Like that could be a thing. They might lose like two or three playoff games all year. Now there's the hot type. They will murder the NBA. And the reason why I say that, like I said, is because they have the star players and a lot of their teams have the star players. Look at the other teams with the star players. They don't have the bench and the depth the Clippers do. The Clippers did such a good job. They mortgaged their future away with all those first round picks. But in return, they got to keep Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell. They still have Zubat. They Mo still, Hartley. I mean, Moharkos, I think, is a pretty good pickup. He's not a great player, but he's a good 3 and D guy. Um, the Hamlet. They Shamet, yeah, Shamet, yeah, I love Landry Shamet, uh, Shamet. I loved him in college. I thought he was going to be a good player. And fun fact, haha, I was right again. Um, that's just a really good, you, and you can mix up that lineup. If you have a, uh, a young, uh, if you're going against like a running gun team, you can, you know, go small and keep Zubats off the bench. If you have a traditional team, you can put up, you can put Kawhi up to the shooting guard or you can have him play power forward. Same thing for Paul George. They have just so many options they can do. I mean, Will Williams is going to get starter minutes. He can run that. It's just, uh, their lineups and what Doc's going to do with them. It's just going to be fun. Okay, so that was another Cody's hot take. The first part of it wasn't so hot. It got warmer. It got warmer. So the next team on the list is the Bucks. 
Yeah, I mean, this team is still the favorite in the East. I think that losing Brogdon sucked, but there's no way they were going to pay him that much money. And I honestly don't think Wesley Matthews is going to give you all that much less production than what Malcolm Brogdon was. He's going to hit open shots uh, close to as well as Brogdon did. I know he was a 50-40-90 guy, but Wesley Matthews can hit his shots and still play some deep. Resign Melt back. Uh, George Hill is back. You're running it back pretty much the exact same. And you have the uh, reigning MVP on your team. Your favorites in the East. Cody. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. There's not the much to say, team. right? Yeah, there's not much to say. I mean, we forget, they also added Pau Gasol last year. He didn't play. I don't think he played for them at all because he was just hurt. Um, I don't know if he's still there, if his contract is up or not, but as of right now, he's still on the roster for them. Um, from three sets of brothers. Yeah, I mean, the one the one thing that kind of sucks for them is I also think, um, what's his face, uh, Nikola Miritich leaving, I think isn't getting talked about enough because that was a really good piece for them. Um, but like I said, you have arguably the best player in the league in Giannis and Patekmukwu. You have Chris Middleton, Wesley Matthews is a solid player. Um, you just have, you have some fault. You're running it back. Like you said, Ersan Silva, Brooke Lopez, you have added Robin Lopez. The memes are going to be insane for Milwaukee this year. George Hill, they're just running it back. Sterling Brown proved to be a decent role player. Eric Wetzel was an All-NBA defender. It's, they're going to be tough to score on. And they, I think they just need another shot uh, creator. I don't think Eric Bledsoe's three ball uh, is good enough for him to be an elite shot creator. I think Giannis can create a shot from the backcourt because he's just so long. But if they can get, like, at a deadline, like a like a Jamal Crawford type guy, I think that would do wonders for this team. Just someone you can just give the ball and say, get me a bucket and just go. So the next team on the list is who I consider to be the worst run franchise in the league, and that's the New York Knicks. <laughs> yeah, don't blame you. Um, I kind of like what they did with their plan B after striking out on the big guys. I think that Randall, uh, Randall and Portis both have some upside. Randall specifically, and they just overpaint everybody a little bit. Gibson will be their backup five. Reggie Bullock uh, will do some nice spacing, even though he'll probably end up on a different team by the deadline. Um, yeah, Ellington is the same thing as Bullock there, so. I mean, they're they're just going full embracing the young guys, and they have decent pieces. So there's there's upside there, but you're still probably I have them as my third worst team in the East still. You know what? They're not even they didn't they did a really good job. I think I think the only reason that everyone's hating on them so much is because they were quote unquote supposed to get Katie, Kyle, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler. But they had actually a pretty good. You know, one thing that kind of sucks is they they paid ten plus million dollars to three guys who played the same position. But they have some. They have some pieces. I mean, I'm not saying they're great pieces or anything, but I could see this team being a lot better than people are actually expecting them to be. I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team. I don't think they are going to be a playoff team. But I think there's going to be a point in the season where we're looking like, whoa, New York winning some games. I mean, R.J. Barrett, I think, is going to be a stud. Maybe not right out of the box. But he's going to be a top 10 player in the league someday. I 100% believe that. Um, Taj Gibson's a veteran. who's a good defender. You have Kevin Knox, who 
he had a really bad season last year, not going to sugarcoat it, but he's one of those players where I think he can make a, he's one of those players from last year's rookie class that has the potential. I, I really don't really, I'm not, still not sure what his game is or what he wants to be, but I think once he finds out what he is going to be in this league, I think he'll make the most of it. Uh, you still have Dennis Smith. You still have, you know, they got Julius Randle who balled out last year. Mitchell Robinson who's becoming, if you look at his numbers and his stats, he was one of the best defenders in the league last year, regardless of what he was, what his age was. Alonzo Trier is one of those guys where he just makes things happen. Uh, they're not they didn't get the star player they wanted, but they also, all their contracts are done by in two years. A lot so of those they, have options as well, right? Yeah, so a lot of those are like one-on-ones. So they can, if they, there's a fish that they want to try to get next year, which next year's free agent class, I, from what I'm hearing, is not good. Um, but, but I guess the next year after that is insane, which they'll have so much money to play with. Yeah, it's just going to be the same as this year again. Nobody wants to play for them, dude. For as long as Dolan's in charge, nobody wants to play for them. It's that simple. That, yeah, I've been saying that. No, Dolan is, the, I think, the main reason. Because I feel like there are players that want to bring basketball back to the Mecca, which is New York. I mean, I think people want that to happen. There are players that want that to happen. I mean, Amari Stoudemire did it. So, and he, when he got signed, he was one of the top periods. I think he was probably like the third free agent after... LeBron and Dwayne Wade in that class who you could say he's the third best player in that class. And and we took him was, out every year. Yeah, I mean, he just didn't have that he got injured and stuff like that, but you know, they've whiffed on players such as, you know, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Bron James, Kevin Durant, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, Harry Irving, Jimmy Butler, the list goes on and on and on every year. It's like, oh, this guy's going to be a Nick, this guy's going to be a Nick, this guy's going to be a Nick. I truly believe there are players who are like, I want to go to New York, I want to restore it, because that's just the ultimate, like, your top 10 player ever. If you help the Knicks back, like, that's like the new golden standard. Whoever does that is in the GOAT conversation, from what it seems. I mean, that's going to have expenses. But if they just keep whiffing, cut the golden. I think it's cut the golden. So moving on, the next team on the list is the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I mean, they brought back Vucevic and Terrence Ross on a little bit of expensive contracts. They're about market value. And then added Hamvinu because they just need every power forward in the league with a little bit of a shoot. Uh, and yeah, they didn't solve anything with point guard. They have DJ Augustine, Mark L. Holtz, and Michael Carter-Williams. Quite the trio of point guards. Uh, Cody said it earlier that Miami, Orlando, and Charlotte were kind of stuck in that uh, fighting for eight seed, barely out of playoffs, and Orlando is just going to be the same thing again. I don't see a player taking them necessarily, even though I like some of the guys they have on that team. Uh, I still think they're going to be maybe like a six seed max. Were you looking at them, Cody? Uh, I for the last year, I I really like I see the foundation they're trying to do, which is just long, athletic defenders: Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon. Uh, Mo Bamba, stuff like that. And when Vucevic had that year, it's one of those things where, well, we can't just let him go for nothing because he had such a good year. So that, I think that kind of like is going to stunt Mo Bamba a little bit, his growth. I, I'm still a big believer in Mark Fultz. I really do think he's still going to have something in the tank. And I feel like this is the, if there was a team to show that, hey, fun fact, is the reason I went number one, I think this is the team. I've been saying Terry Rozier would have been great on this team. 
I think, uh, personally. I think he would have been a lot better than Charlotte. So that was the one thing I thought they were missing was that go-to scoring point guard. Because they had, you know, Evan Fournier, who was a good scorer, but not sort of, not a point guard. And they, that was the one piece they were missing. And if Markel Fultz develops into that piece, which I really hope he can, he's one of my favorite players I've watched in college for a while. I love Markel Fultz. I'm still very high on him. And if he can just figure it out, Orlando will, will become like a really good sleeper team. I'm moving on to the Sixers. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I'm happy to skip past these bunch of pricks. I love upset. you, Al, but I, I, I... I'm just upset. Like, my hair wants to come in soon. <laughs> so, yeah. Honestly, the most upsetting thing. Like, I'm going to be so pissed <laughs> when I watch that team. It's, oh my god, Al's like not... Uh. Let's move on to the Raptors, because none of us <laughs> want to talk about the Sixers. The Raptors, uh, would have been fine. Yeah. Would have been the top team, quite stayed, and he's gone. I think that they're still a playoff team. They're going to be around that five seed, because they have a nice core. Um, they've always played hard. They have a nice bench. They're well coached. But missing that star is going to be difficult. I guess you're going to see a lot of Mark Soule and Kyle Lowry picking roles. But replacing Kyle, uh, Kawhi Leonard with Stanley Johnson, obviously a downgrade, and Celtics are better than the team. Yeah, um, yeah, the Raptors aren't really doing. They have, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, hey, we won our chip, thank you, and they're happy now. They're just happy. They're fat and happy. Um, they're okay with coming back. Uh, they, I think they still have pieces to be a bottom tier playoff team. Uh, they could be, you know, in that contention for that five, six, seven, um, eight role. I think Pascal Siakam is going to show whether he is a true star player or not this year. Um, Kyle Lowry's not going to go anywhere. I think they're just going to let him ride in the off of the sunset until his contract runs out. Plus, I don't think anyone wants $31 million worth of Kyle Lowry. Marcus Gasol signing back in. Uh, that was just for money. I think I don't think he's going to get $25 million anywhere else. Uh, he could be uh, someone on the moon. Uh, move, excuse me, not on the moon. That would hurt Marcus Gasol a lot if he was on the moon. Um, OG Anubi is going to be interesting. Uh, he's someone that had a lot of potential, got hurt, and obviously Kawhi came. So he's someone that can look out for a breakout year. Um, Patrick McCosta on the team, so they're going to win the championship regardless. That was another hot take. Yeah, okay, that's my hot take with with that. The Raptors (laughs) have Patrick McCosta. They're obviously going to win. Fred Van Fleet is going to, I think he's going to take over that starting point guard role after after Kyle Lowry's, and he'll still play on the bench this year. Uh, But they have they're not in the worst position. They're going to be, I think they're going to enter their name in that purgatory, that 6, 7, 8 in the East. Um, at least just for this year right now, depending on what to do afterwards. Um, they're not a team where people want to sign there. There's only a few, like a, a star, star, star players, unless they pair, like we've seen in this league, which we'll probably get to a little bit later. But uh, this is a team that if they make a trade or two, they could, they could be back in the relevance. And then the final team on this list is the Washington Wizards. Oh, Trash. my guy. The little guy. The little guy. That's all I'm caring about this team for. Uh, IT and Beal should actually be pretty fun to watch, uh, depending on back. I think he's fairly healthy now. Um, yeah, I think that'll be fun. And something I was just thinking about right now, would you have any interest in 
a minimum contract thrown towards Dwight Howard? For the Celtics? Yeah. I considered it the other day. Um, yeah, I mean, if he was willing to come off the bench, it's another rebounder. We need to figure out what we're doing with some of the big men we've already got. But I wouldn't be terribly against it. I wouldn't be screaming from the rooftops if it happened either. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't mind it. I definitely, I was advocating for it last year. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, shoot. Uh, I, mean, I was advocating for it last year at the trade deadline, but then he, like, hurt his ass or something. I don't know. Um, he's fooling around with Ke- uh, Kelly Oubre too much. But, um,. It was one of those things where I loved Dwight and I think I wanted him because he was like one of my favorite players growing up. He does give you the rebounding, he does give you the paint protection, but offensively, if he can just buy into not being an offensive player and just being a rim runner, uh, then sure, but I don't think he's one of those players like a Carmelo Anthony, like a Terry Rozier that just can't accept that role. He still wants to go back to the basket. He still wants to take, you know, four shots from the post every game where just I'll give it to you if you're open. If not, then just pass it along. I don't know. It's one of those things where I'd like it for my eight, uh, my 11-year-old self would love it, but I don't know if my 20-year-old self would love it. Yeah, I mean, he also comes with the baggage of the locker room issues. I feel like we're trying to move past that at the moment. It's a big thing for me. At the minute, I want high-character guys on the team. I don't want anybody that's got the potential to start fucking with chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it has the issue. I mean, I love Dwight, but he has been it, it, it's been very well documented. Uh, hey, fun fact: this guy's kind of a dick. Yeah, he's just never matured, man, and that's my biggest problem. I'm happy if he wants to come in, grab board, catch a few lobs, and get a few putbacks per game. But don't be bitching that you're not getting the minutes, and don't be fucking with the chemistry because two years of a bad locker room is enough to make players like Jalen Brown not want to be around next year. I have heard good things, though. Like, I mean, there was obviously a bunch of terrible stories about Dwight, but I feel like the last couple years, it's been nothing but good praise in regards to the locker room for him. Well, I guess the thing is, we're never going to know because we're not in the locker room. But if that's the case, then a minimum contract, I'm down, dude. We need bigs. I feel like we're stacked with them at the moment for fucking years on end. We've been begging for rebounders. Now all of a sudden we got that many bigs that we need to start thinking about who's going to be around come the start of the year. But that's another podcast. So guys, that's it really. I mean, we've covered every team in the East except for the Sixers. <laughs> um, has anybody else got something they want to talk about before we wrap it up? I don't think so. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. So you guys have been listening to the Celtic Centre. Catch us again later in the week for another episode. Peace. Say bye, Brendan. Bye. Cody, you're not saying bye to the people. Bye, people. Have fun when I you see me on the news with my heroin addiction once I see Al in a Sixers jersey. That's it. <laughs> That's what it was. It was Al. It was all, all the Sixers' fault and damn Philadelphia the people. Sixers are canceled. Bye, <laughs> everybody. That's segment. Cody's heroin addiction. Yeah, what made Cody do heroin this week? Sixers yeah. and Al Horford. Well, yeah. thank you for tuning in, everybody. Bye.